All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer, Mr. Sands, been the one and twos, broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, 1-800-707-9760. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang, two words, a key to any perfect cocktail, and that is Zing Zang. Make sure you try their pre-made alcoholic drinks. Um, or you can just stick to your own favorite alcohol, just just. They stick to the original mix and add your own favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right. So, yeah, that's my, that's my deal with the uh, Deshaun and the Cleveland thing. We'll see how it plays out. But the NFL is really trying to make sure they don't rush to – they want to get it right. And, and again, it also shows me that they really – maybe the girls are telling the truth that they really didn't – interview them lengthy and really go through this process in general. While that would be the case, I don't know. Uh, but it, it's one of those situations that I think all parties involved wants a resolution on how, if he's going to be there or not, but we'll see how it plays out. Also, um, NFL. Okay. So, you know, we're going through the course of these, uh, many mandatory. And again, we're going to be going to camp here in the next, uh, few weeks. And so you'll hear a lot of these lists that come out from, um, NFL.com and major websites of this and that. But this one was interesting. The, uh, top 10, in their opinion, the top 10 wide receiver duo. Now, is this just wide receiver duos or this the new combo duos? How do they rank this? So this is quarterback and wide receiver combinations. Whether it's um, new or it's, old, this is just their top ten. It's, it, it's new. Okay. It is new combinations. Okay. okay. Um, so let's start. We can start at the bottom here. Who perfect. do they got? And th- and who do they? Do they put a name to it? What writers doing it? Because I usually know offhand some of these writers that do that contribute to NFL.com. One of them are just a. Uh, you know, they're meeting deadlines and putting together people that I really know that I respect and kind of look from them from afar like, hey, okay, you know what you're talking about. So the writer is uh, Kevin Patra. Kevin Patra. That doesn't mm-hmm. sound familiar. But anyway, what does Kevin think? What is his what is his duos? And let's start at the bottom. All right. So the 10th, uh, number 10, uh, new quarterback wide receiver or veteran quarterback wide receiver combination because you do have to specify for any rookie quarterbacks um carson wentz and terry mclaurin in washington well it's crazy he has that on the list because you heard in the ticker oh terry is not present at the mandatory otas he wants a new contract and i'm thinking like this is where we're at this summer all these receivers and we got a guy on terry's level even asking for more money i don't even know what his deal with but he has them at 10 carson and terry Carson and Terry, yeah. Um, well, let them, first of all, I've been in Carson's Wentz corner for the last few years. Carson need to prove that he still got it between the ears to play. I don't give a damn who he throwing to. So any any quarterback, any receiver Carson's throwing to, I don't. I disagree. You can even put him on this list, even though it's new. Uh, that is a tandem because we don't know where Carson Wentz is at mentally. I mean, we don't know. I mean, he had he had an opportunity. And which I I don't think, and I've been on the record, I don't think the only reason why the Colts, you know, choked the last two weeks to miss the playoffs was because of Carson Wentz, but he's the storyline of it. Um, he has to show, he had a situation where he had a head coach that he went to Bible study with, that he wrote scriptures with, okay, that he caught the Holy Ghost with. And he still felt the pressure or not uneasy or whatever. So I... I wouldn't even add him to the list, but that's fine. If he's going to be on this list, they should be at 10. So keep going. 
And I think I, I'm, I think I'm with you that McLaren is the one carrying the weight for that tenth ranking, though. Hmm. Uh, number nine, Tom Brady and his newly acquired piece, Russell Gage. I mean, you can't argue with Tom Brady with anybody. I mean, this guy was winning Super Bowls with Troy Brown at receiver um, and never really had an elite receiver. Um, I, I don't even put Wes in that category as elite, but he never had one for the exceptions of Randy Moss. Um, so I, I won't argue that. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I, I mean, the thing with Tom and Tampa to me, uh, we know we got Todd Bowles that's going to be, you know, on his second go around as a head coach, and this is his first year with Tampa. Um, is going to be, did he stick around? Did he, did he wait one year too, too, too long? Um, that's what I'm looking for. I mean, we still have no word on Gronk. So, I mean, I, everybody anticipates he will be back. You know, he doesn't have to go to OT. They're giving him his time. Uh, but just because it's Tom, it's hard to argue like the poo poo on that tandem, but we'll, we'll see. And I think a lot of that's about elevating the talent, looking at, uh, of course, Kevin Patrick does mention the absence of Chris Godwin in the slot role. No Antonio Brown this year, who says he's sitting out football. Um, but last year with play, or in 2020, playing with Matt Ryan, uh, Gage had 75 catches on 109 targets. Okay. So uh, moving on to number eight, Matthew Stafford and Allen Robinson. Um. I can see that. I think Allen Robinson, there might be a surface that Allen Robinson hasn't been able to tap yet because of quarterback play and offensive line play. I want to make that crucial when I say that with Chicago because a lot of Chicago Bear fans and a lot of people really get upset in the, at the whether it's Trubisky, whether, and the Chicago front office has really done nothing to address their offensive line. Uh, going into this, first of all, prior to this offseason, they haven't done it. They didn't do it when Mitch was there. They didn't really do it going into the first year that they drafted Justin Fields. So to me, I feel like we haven't really seen what Allen Robinson can really do. So I really think that that could become a real lethal tandem. Uh, we don't know what the deal is with Odell yet on in regards to is, you know, is he going to be back? Are they going to bring him back? I mean, Odell, whoever takes Odell, um, you're talking about at the earliest, maybe week 10, week 12 of the NFL season. I think before you see him in action, if you really want to take things slow, he did suffer that injury in Super Bowl in February, you know? So, um, no, the, the Matthew Stafford to Allen Robinson. Yes, that could be, that could be a lethal one. Number seven on the list of new quarterback and wide receiver combos. Again, veterans here. Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown, the draft day trade. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of pressure um, on Jalen Hurts. Um, You know, they're really trying to – Philly has done a lot of things. They're really trying to figure out where Jalen Hurts fits in their future plans. You know, A.J. Brown, I I think, you know, he's a heck of a receiver. Um, I wouldn't have paid A.J. Brown that kind of money. I don't think, you know, from coming from a run-heavy offense first, speaking of Tennessee, you know, a lot of things with the play action, a lot of that, you know, opened up for Brown. He's physical. He's big. Um, but I think definitely he can help Jalen Hurts. I just I always had a problem. I don't – me personally, I don't think he's worth that kind of money. I understand where the market's going, and I understand contracts before, but I've got – there's a couple guys that are changing scenery that I got to see – what they look like 
without, you know, their quarterback that or their system they were in that was that they were playing in prior to that. You know, but I definitely think he can't hurt Jalen Hurts. You see what I did there? But he can't I, I mean, I think he can definitely help, but I don't know what the extent of it's gonna be. So I I they're right there probably on that list where they should be. Who do you think is Hertz's primary target this year? Does he continue to build with Devonta Smith, or does he, uh, or is it AJ Brown going to take? I the, still say it's Devonta Smith. I mean, that's that goes back to Tuscaloosa, and I mean they they were having chemistry, they were hanging out. I mean they didn't they didn't probably went half on Chinese food together. You know what I'm saying? So that that's it's Devonta Smith. All right, the number six combination is Tyree Kill joining Tua. In Miami, if Tyreek is who we know of him up to this point of his career, or think what he's going to be and keeps defensive coordinators up at night, I think they would be should be a little bit higher on this list. Um, so I do feel that that combination. I mean, heck, he's going out there putting his name on it. Say, hey, he's more accurate than one five, you know, and everybody lost their mind. Which when I try to tell him, like, hey, man, did you see Tua prior to the hip injury and in Alabama when he had these first-round receivers? He was pretty accurate, man. It, was, it, was, it wasn't too many balls that hit the ground, pause, on Saturdays in Alabama. So, to me, they should be a little bit higher. But, again, Tua – and I feel Tua – I feel Jalen Hurts is a little bit under more pressure than Tua is to really prove. Because Philly is ready to bounce. I mean, they, they – I mean, you got to think where Tua was taken compared to where Jalen Hurts was drafted. I think I think Jalen is a point where he's really got to build off of last year to really solidify a four-, five-year, six-year contract for him in Philly because Philly's going to have draft capital. They're going to have a way to make moves. And, again, that whole organization, that's what they need. They, that's what they know how to do is to make trades. But I I'm, I think they should be a little bit higher. But, yeah, that's going to be 10 because Waddle is going to really – see. Kansas City, even though you had Travis Kelsey, Kansas City had nobody as fast as Waddle on that squad to go on the side of what they had with Tyreek. That should be very interesting, okay? And I would like to see what the brother does in his first year as a head coach. How good of a play call he is, since he's a brother. You know, I want to see how he. I want to see how he does. Everybody, you didn't miss the show back in there. You missed that one in regards to the head coach when we went through this whole thing. Like, what? Yeah. No, but they're the, – and you know what? The Miami defense, everything I'm hearing out of o, voluntary camps, OTA, the Miami defense says, hey, this is a total 180 type of offense that's done. They're, the defense excited about what they're seeing so so far, you know? So they should be up a little bit higher, but go ahead. I still feel like the pressure is more on Tua because he was a higher round. He, he was, a, I mean, he was number five, whereas Jalen was a second rounder. And yes, they're there, but you look at the division that they play in, and yes, Philadelphia is uh, the East is still ripe for the picking. Does Dallas really secure it? But I, 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 I believe I feel like more pressure has to be on Tua. See, I that's your opinion, but the reason why I say it's Jay because I can see Jalen being one and done with this coach after this season. I believe a new coach in Miami, first year with Tyreek Hill, Tua is gonna Tua is gonna get another year with this coach, unless he just goes out and wets the bed and just really just looks awful. Whether they get a wild, whether they get a playoff spot, whether they compete for uh, press Buffalo for that division, 
or not or miss the play. I think Tua's going to get at least one more year because where he was drafted, it's kind of harder to move off of him than it is Jalen Hurts. That's why I say the pressure's on Jalen. But go ahead. Gotcha. So Kevin Patra, like you said, uh, you felt that Tua and Tyreek at number six was a little bit too low. So number five is Kyler Murray and Marquise Brown. Marquise Hollywood Brown. That's are, you too, move, are you moving uh, so that, far? That, does Tua go up to five? That, that, that's that's they're, that's too high for those two. First of all, we don't. Marquise Brown has not even, and, and this could be for different reasons, but it's not like he showed us a lot in Baltimore. He didn't really jump off the page at Baltimore. Now, granted, he's had some knick knick injuries there. He started his career out of OU with being injured. I, I, that's too high for them. And 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 really with Kyler Murray. I don't know. I really don't know what Colin Murray is going to show up and be ready and focused to really grab this whole 2022 season. I don't know how many guys you have a lot of guys in that locker room in Arizona and that organization that believe that he has maturity issues. So to sit there and think that. And first of all, you still I mean, Hopkins is suspended. How many games they give Hop? They gave him like what six or four or something I think it was, like that. Yeah, it's, it's that range or four range. So you, uh, when Hop gets back, they're still gonna he's still gonna be the number one option. Um, now I understand that they lost. Uh, yeah, so they gave Hop six games. So when he gets back, maybe for that first, there's a chemistry, and then also. Uh, who was my man that got paid that left Arizona that got paid that you had a problem with? Was it Kirk? Christian Kirk? Yeah, Christian Kirk. So you you take away that from Colin Murray and then you add Brown, but to sit there and have him at what five? The fifth, the yeah. top new quarterback with a yeah. wide receiver combination. Nah, man, that's just on paper. I I'm not giving I'm not giving Kyler and uh, that duo that Brown didn't even show me that much in in Baltimore. I'm not gonna say it's all his fault, but no, no. It has a ton of potential. A ton of potential. Uh, number four, Deshaun Watson and Amari Cooper. If, I mean, if he can get on the field, if he's going to be on the field in 2022, I think Amari is a solid route runner. Um, I felt Dallas had to move on because what they paid him, it just really it, it kind of ran its course. And not only that, he wasn't. And the thing about Amari is just going to be about his health. And can he be available in those big games? I mean, he's going into a physical division. It's a lot more physical than the AFC. I mean, excuse me, the NFC East. I mean, he, he's got to understand that he's going to have, he, there's going to be some times that he's going across the middle. There's going to be some times that certain corners and safeties are, are looking for him. It's a, it's a different brand of football than what he's accustomed to. And then if he's now, he played at Alabama. That was some years ago, but he's played and he's coming from a good program. Wide receiver, you. You know, but I feel that if Deshaun is going to be there and, you know, if you're talking about a Deshaun that's going to be there, for, yeah, that could be that could be interesting, you know, uh, and they have him where on that. That's a uh, number four on Kevin and, and, Patra's top five. And top I, I don't have a problem with that because we know Amari has popped off at the screen with us. We see some residue. We've seen games from Amari. We see what Amari did to Dak when, when they traded for him, how much difference that offense made. Uh, you know, when he got added, you know, what kind of difference that they changed into. So to me, and Deshaun, we know what Deshaun's about. I mean, we know he likes massages, but we know he can ball as well, too, on the field. So I, I don't have a problem with that. That could be uh, explosive there. All right, moving into the top three. Uh, Matt Ryan joining the Indianapolis Colts 
and his new target, Michael Pittman. Um, look, I you know. There's a lot of there's a lot of upside, a lot of talk on Michael Pittman. I, I think I think the Colts, you know, Ty. I, I don't know what his status is going to be. Whether he's going to take less money and stay, whether he's just going to stay out there to somebody gets hurt. I don't know what they're doing with him. But of course, he's not. The, he can still produce, but he's not Ty of old. Um, they really are not that deep at the right now. Campbell's coming back. Campbell was hurt a lot last year, if not all last year. It seems like he's always hurt, but he's coming back in the fold. That could help. Pittman, you know, he at USC, I mean, I saw him have some good games at USC. They drafted him pretty high. But the question I have with Matt Ryan, and, and the reason why I think that's a lot of love is because, you know, Matt, I believe, still has a strong arm in him, but it's not as strong as it used to be. And I'll tell you about that tandem. That tandem could easily be down at number 10, if that pass protection for Indy, they can block better than anybody in this league. They've got the best guard in Nelson, which is not paid still, by the way. I would, If I'm Nelson, I'm not showing up in anything. There's nobody that is the best player in football in their position that's still on their rookie contract. So if they can't pass protect, we know Matt Ryan can't move. Hell, I'm 45 and out of shape and overweight, and I can beat Matt Ryan's ass in a 40-yard dash today. So if they can't pass, but we know he ain't mobile. Okay, that could really blow that up. But if they can keep Matt Ryan upright and Campbell can stay healthy to take some pressure off of Pittman, yeah, they can light some things up in Indy on 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 the scoreboard. We'll see how it plays out. One eight hundred seven zero seven nine seven six. You listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here from the Hazel Skyline Studios. We'll be back. Ready for a real cocktail? Introducing new Zing Zang ready-to-drink cocktails in a can. America's number one Bloody Mary mix with vodka. Zing Zang margaritas, tequila included. And whiskey sours with real Kentucky bourbon. Ready for no one to have to bartend. Real cocktails, real ingredients, really good. New Zing Zang full-strength canned cocktails. Legendary taste, legendary day. Always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing 1-800-707-9760. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese. Stephen Reese is a fully virtual insurance broker who can handle all your insurance needs and find you the cheapest rate out there, too, because he represents over 40 different carriers for insurance, whether it's auto, life, home, or renters. Give him a call. His number is 210-641-4000. That is Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right. So um, before we go on and go back to the list, a few couple things. Uh, for one, tomorrow uh, we'll get more into the NBA. We'll get back to the NBA Finals talk, seeing if Golden State can close it out in six or are we headed to a game seven of the NBA Finals um, on Sunday. 
um, night. Um, should be interesting. And tomorrow for we're going to have we have an interview and check to see where the Boston side of things. Yes, sir. Keith Smith of CelticsBlog.com will be joining us again to okay. dive into that. And of course, you know what the, what a loss could mean. And like you said, everybody's got to kind of you know have their heart broke. But sure, the re- that region doesn't want to hear it. Well, I think you know. I would be surprised, and I'll, I'll be eager to see what Keith says. But and I don't know all their contract situations and stuff. But even win or lose this series, speaking of Boston, I expect the same particular team coming back. You know, with the maybe the exceptions of adding a piece here or there, or you know, but um, but that's the way I see it. I think you know they would probably be coming back, win or lose. But we'll see. You know, Steve Kerr put it out there. Like, we went in, we're ending this in uh, in Boston. You know, it's going to be interesting with that. And then, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, either way it goes. And when's the, I think you go back to the Cleveland. Is the Cleveland Cavs the last, Cle- the Cavs and Golden State, is that the last seventh game final we've had? If I'm not mistaken, the, coming back down from 3 1. Let me fact check that for you. I would like to think that's probably the last one we got. Uh, for seven games, but we'll see. So we'll get into the we'll get back into the NBA Finals talk tomorrow. A couple other things before we head to this back to this list real quick. Uh, the USGA. Everybody knows tomorrow the U.S. Open tees off tomorrow. Uh, it's been dominated, unfortunately, by a lot of live talk. Um, and I'm hearing this course is going to be kind of difficult too. I like that. I, if you listen to this show long enough, I believe uh, it's one of my favorite. Uh, majors out of the four because I like to see guys really be tested. Uh, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of having U.S. opens with, you know, 10 under, 11 under, 12 unders. I like to see, you know, maybe four under, three under winners, you know, five under par, maybe something like that. I remember back in the day, I'm old enough to know we've had some of them, damn it, that finish, you know, winners of plus three, plus two, you know, but that gets going, but the USGA, came out and said, hey, not so fast. In the future, we might end up banding uh, players that play on tour live. Um, you think if you're that, if you if you look at it as a, a threat just from the optic standpoint, um, I would. I mean, it, it, that's why I say that it doesn't, you know, they've talked a lot, and I understand the commissioner of the PGA, it, it, he made him, he drew his line in the sand. But like I told you, I think the USGA with the U.S. Open, and I think the granddaddy of them all in the Masters down at Augusta, I think there needs to be talks amongst the guys. And if this is a situation where it's going to put the network partnership in jeopardy, um, you know, sponsors in jeopardy, that I need the major championships in USGA to say, hey, sorry, go get the 100 you want to. Go get the 200. But you ain't going to be coming over here and playing as well, too. Because you need, I mean, and, and this is, and a lot of people, and just because you are from America or you are in the media doesn't mean that you really have a problem with this because I've heard it split or whatever. But I'm thinking, like, if this is really a problem, I mean, and if we really are appalled by this, then I'm not, ESPNs of the world, why do you got to cover the live tour? I mean, you got to go to YouTube to look at the action. There's no cut. I mean, and you're going to need that. I mean, I mean, yes, there, we're in the age of where people can get their information or get their sports through YouTube, online. I mean, hell, the WNBA is on Twitter. Okay? 
But I feel like if it's what the PGA is about and what they need, they need that exposure network. And these guys that are taking this money for points-wise and really legacy, you need those majors. Because I believe a lot of these guys wouldn't be quick to jump over there. And if you were to put those majors like, hey, you can't play these either. And I'm pretty sure lawyers and stuff like that before you make haste decisions. But Rory won't stop, though. I mean, he he just he, – he he, I mean – He's not making it any confusion of where he stands really on this, saying that, hey, they're taking the easy way out. Um, so, and, and you got some guys on tour, they want to play against the best. They're like, I'm not doing this money. I want to compete against the best. I don't even like the format that much. So I know Kepka's got the red ass, which he, I love Kepka, but he always has a red ass. But he, he's really flustered and thinking it's overshadowed. But the U.S. Open gets going tomorrow, so that's something that's going to play out. But I think this is all going to come down to what the Masters decide to do and what USG. I think once you start messing with the majors and you put the band down, we start seeing who really about that light. We really, really about to go over to Saudi and and stay over there and play on them tours. And when they have some tours in the state, that's when you really start start figuring out who's about that life. But there's no opportunity for anybody who's already left to come back. Meaning, like what? You th- you think that once if you've already made your decision, you're saying that that uh, at that point, once the other majors get involved, then it's time to see the commitment level. Like but, any new players but, going, I mean, Dustin's already giving up his card. Dustin's Correct. out. So du- from what Dustin's telling me, he could care less if he ever plays a major, whatever. But I do think Dustin's playing poker. He's playing chicken with the P. Because I think a lot of these guys, Phil, Dustin, you know, uh, Bryce, they think that they're still going to be able to play majors. Right. And they took they they can get the money compete, but uh, fine. I don't have to. I don't get to play the Honda Classic. I don't get to play. The Bay Hill Invitational, that's fine. But as long as I get to play those majors, if they're going to go ahead and make, and then at that time when they make a decision, then that's when the lawsuits come and that's when we're going to see this, we're going to have this thing in court. I just feel you got to, if that's what you need to do to protect the sponsors and, the, and all that, that's what you do. That's what you do. So, but we'll see. It should be interesting. It's one of my favorite majors. I mean, I know Tiger's not there. He's trying to get more strength, but I still like watching the U.S. Open or paying attention. Uh, like I said, the betting small favorite is Rory coming in. Um, wouldn't that be something, though? I started there. I said, wouldn't it be something if this is the year that Phil puts four days together and wins his first U.S. Open? That 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 would be hilarious. I I mean, if that if that would take place, even though I'm 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 out of all of these guys, I'm disappointed in Phil because of what his legacy stands for, or whatever. That's really where it is with me about what the PJ. Again, I'm not. I you know. You've heard me say countless times on the show that I don't like the fact that America has gotten to the point where we demand we depend on all these other countries and do so much business to where it's like you don't know who you're getting in bed with. But at the same time, I'm not really, you know, championing that hard, even though it's sensitive to people. I mean, go ask some families. The lady was on. Go ask some families that lost some families in 9-11. See how they feel about it. I didn't have to experience that, you know. But at the end of the day, Uncle Joey's taking his ass to Saudi as we speak and talking to the head dude about these gas prices. The same guy that, that that chopped up one of our one of our Washington Journal, you know, uh, journalists. But again, it's just the times we live in. It's crazy. Also, um, real quick, baseball. Again, once we get past, we haven't really given a lot of attention to baseball. I'm transparent with you. I mean, once the finals over, you know, I'm still t- keeping track of things. I mean, but we'll get more into baseball here and there. 
um, as we gear up for football. You know, Atlanta Braves are hotter than the asphalt in Laredo, and that's hot, especially if you got 105, 108. That asphalt in Laredo is hot as hell. Atlanta's won 13 in a row. People are already trying to talk in existence of a New York Mets and New York Yankees World Series. Um, would you sign up for that, Jonas? Mets versus Yankees in the World Series? Ooh, um, I don't know that. It, I don't know that it moves the needle that much more for me. I mean, I, I watch it anyway. Well, it's going to move the needle, but I know for you to but talk for about for me you specifically. Um, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, that's also coming from a from a Cleveland guy who has beef with the Yankees in general, and um, it's always underlined. Looking at looking at the Frankie Lindor going over and joining the Mets situation. Hmm. Okay. Um, also, what else did we have going into Miles pitcher uh, for the uh, Cardinals? Came one pitch, really one strikeout away from a no hitter last night. They won nine to one. They had one run, but they didn't have a hit. You know, but they had a no-hitter slip by them. Mike Trout's bat blew up in an umpire's face yesterday. I mean, I'm surprised that doesn't happen more uh, with shattered bats, you know, so hope that ump is okay. Um, And really, I think they won today because we had some day action, but, you know, I didn't touch on it. But, you know, a couple weeks ago, about a week and a half ago, um, the heat really turned up on Tony LaRusso in Chicago from fire Tony Chance down in Chicago. You know, it was a very controversial Really dumbass decision he did against the Dodgers, uh, you know, uh, to, to to issue a walk on a three strikes. I think it was the Muncie who he did it with, and he ends up going yard. When you, it was just bad. I mean, you you look at Tony, and again, in these certain sports, you wonder when the game passes certain guys by that hang on forever. You know, they started off the season pretty hot, but then they kind of cooled off. I think they won today, though. So that's kind of really what's going on in the baseball world. Well, the White Sox are still missing Tim Anderson, who's been out since the end of May. So that does play a factor. I ain't got nothing to do with that decision Tony Russo did. I ain't just, a manager I'm, I'm day in my perf- life and would have made that call. I'm saying the performance since I then. I got you. Uh, but they did. 13 to nothing, they beat the Tigers today. Mm. Beat down. Yeah, that's a nice whooping. Them Braves, though, defending champs, 13 in a row. That's pretty impressive. Um, okay, before we get out of here, what are the final two on the list? Uh, so the final two on, and we're looking at uh, this is the top ten quarterback wide receiver duo. Correct, according to NFL.com's Kevin Patra, a number two surprise, surprise, the royal family, Russell Wilson and J- Jerry Judy. Um, yeah, I, I'm eager to see who's one, uh, but I would definitely have them in the top three. Now, Judy. Look, Judy's got to show it to me, man. I mean, this is he's coming into his third year, had a little uh, dust up with the law, you know, um, didn't have any charges. It, it, pick your poison. I mean, Judy's going to get the headline, but we I can talk court, court and Sutton. Another year removed, getting healthy off that knee. Tim Patrick, two guys that have sold up, by the way, contract. Pick your poison. Russ has already met with new ownership. Now, you can call that a teacher pet because they used to tell him in Seattle. He's already met with the Walton family and introducing them, telling them, hey, I'm eager to go. He's got now he had Nike special make him. He, he, he put three embroidered, three Lombardis that Denver had. I'm like, wait, Russ, you had nothing to do with that. You had one. We could have four with your ass on that damn. Uh, well, really, it was the center that started that damn Super Bowl with the damn I think it was. Marie, uh, who was that? 
forgot who that center was, just hiked the damn ball over Peyton's head. That, that Super Bowl was over at that point. But, yeah, Russ is really, I mean, there's something special going down there. I don't have them. i tell you right now, I don't really have them as a Super Bowl team this year. They are going to be one of the most improved just because of that quarterback upgrade. But when we talk about Judy, Judy's, I think Judy's going to be that guy, but he's got to put on the field. But you could have put Tim Patrick on that list. You could put Gordon Sutton on that list. Don't forget about K.J. Hamlin, too, the speedster. He's going to be the fastest guy in that division now that Tyreek Hill's gone. It's K.J. Hamlin. So you could have went, you wouldn't have went wrong with any of those. But who's number one? If they didn't get number two, who's number one? Well, sticking in division, Derek Carr and oh. Devontae Adams. Oh. Fresno State teammates. Oh, man. Top paid receiver that made all this, all the, the whole offseason crazy. I think Devontae Adams is the truth. But I got to see Devontae. I told you two segments ago. I'm looking at guys, what are they going to be like without that guy? Devontae Adams, I want to see what he's going to be like with Aaron Rodgers. He can say that there's similarities in Derek Carr. Derek Carr is a two-, three-year senior, just like Tony Romo was. Guys that bloom late in the career. I think Derek Carr, I don't want to try to get too caught up in the season Derek had. For them to be the number, I don't know, man. And what is Josh McDaniel? Look, there is a difference from playing calling plays as a head coach as a coordinator than there is as a coordinator. How is Josh going to do? He's come out and said this ain't going to be new, this ain't going to be the Patriots Raiders. He's already said this ain't going to be Patriots Vegas. I'm like, "Oh, right, you learned from damn there over a decade ago when you screwed one other franchise up." But I got to see that. I can see why they're number 1, but let's see cuz the defenses are are supposed to be better in that division. I mean, Chargers going to have something to say with their secondary. We know who's been the best defensive team in that division for years and counting. We'll see. I always push back on you with this disrespect that I feel like you give Derek Carr. And I like like that Kevin Patra puts it in here and making his point. Carr has thrown for 4,000-plus yards in each of the last four seasons since the Amari Cooper trade. Last year had a career best of 4,804 yards. Fifth most in the NFL. And now you're adding Devontae Adams. This is, again, different offense. But that was with a special teams, now special teams coordinator, former defensive coordinator, and uh, Bisaccia at, at the helm. Derek Carr is a good quarterback. He had a hell of a year. The Raiders just now married him. They just gave him a contract. That's like sitting there dating somebody for a long time. The family keeps asking, when you going to marry her? Well, okay, I guess I will Chucky's now. That's Chucky's fault. That's Chucky's fault. Okay, he was the one that wasn't committed to Derek Carr. Look, man, I'm not. He's he a like good Peterman. Nathan Peterman was his guy. Well, you know, you're supposed to pass your senior year if you stayed your ass there for three years with flying colors after you've been there for two years. He's a third grade. He's a third year senior, man. But we'll see. Almost there to settle all this stuff. But today, that is a wrap. Special thanks to producer of the show, Jonas Clark. Special thanks to Mr. Sands. Spin the one and twos. San Antonio, Austin, Del Rio, people up at Tyler, people in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down in Laredo. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning for you hit the snooze button and for you out the rack, just ask yourself, you grind in peace. See you tomorrow.